Hey there, it's story time. So today I was uh, reading through my emails and there was a case um, or a news article that caught my eye about a teenager in our city who was um, convicted or charged or something related to a homicide um, where he dumped a body on the side of a mountain. So I just was curious about that if I sometimes know anything about these cases when they hit the news after several years um, since the incident occurred. So I was reading the story and down towards the bottom it referred to another um, young gentleman. And I hate referring to them as gentlemen. He's not a gentleman. He's a murderer. So let me just correct myself. A young man now who um, was recently sentenced to 30 years in prison for murdering uh, another young man um, in a parking lot in, looks like, 2016. And the name really struck a chord for me. So I went and looked him up because I was pretty sure I knew which case it was. And sure enough, um, it's kind of a long story, but what, we have time, right? So he was a murderer in 2016, right? So in 2013... I uh, took a call of a burglary report. It was at a storage unit that had a, an apartment connected for the uh, facility manager. And she had two young boys, um, young sons uh, that lived with her. And the call was that someone known to one of her sons, um, she had caught them inside their living area while one of her sons was in the shower and she was working at the front desk and she happened to hear a bunch of noise inside their unit. So she went to check it out and she saw two boys that her son knew and had associated with in her house and they did not have permission to be there. So um, they took off and basically they were trying to steal an Xbox and, um, they, they failed to do so since she caught them. So um, the first interesting part of that story is about a week later, I, I saw an email from one of my coworkers with a screenshot from surveillance video of a young boy. I, I don't know how these guys were at the time. Well, the, the murderer is 21 right now. So in 2013, he was 13, right? Um, and so the, anyway, so the victim in my burglary, the boy whose Xbox was almost stolen, right? I'm looking at emails and I see the screenshot and I go, huh, that's the victim from my case last week or whatever. So I contacted the, um, case investigators and let them know his name and they were able to um, address him and his string of bad behavior. Now back to the suspects in the case with him. These were some guys that I think he had been, um, doing some other thefts, burglaries and such with. And, um, so this again was a failed burglary attempt. And I talked to, uh, both the suspects, I think, and I remembered this kid's name just because he seemed so 
innocent to me. He was a cute little kid, if I remember correctly, and super cooperative. And um, so the case got submitted to detectives. It's, it's a felony case. So generally, um, as patrol officers, we didn't at that time uh, make arrests for that. Although I think the detective thought I should have reading her report. But that's okay. So, um, yeah, this kid that I thought was all innocent and cute uh, ended up murdering someone three years later on a drug, some kind of a drug deal situation. And marijuana, by the way, there's this fallacy that, you know, marijuana is a harmless drug and nothing bad happens. And as we've legalized um, marijuana in our state a few years ago, the drug rip, it's, a, it's what they call um, in criminal circles, or at least as far as I know, um, what they do when they rob each other for, for drugs and the black market. And, uh, so yeah, uh, I don't know why I was going with that, but anyway, you know, these cases just remind me, oh, well, they, I know what the other one was. So the other one was, um, another young man who we stopped on a traffic stop and he just was 16 at the time, barely. This is probably a couple years before the case I was just talking about. And so we stop him on a traffic stop and my sergeant at the time says, your name's familiar. Hey, I was, um, the homicide detective that filed the case against your dad, who's now in prison for the rest of his life for, for committing murder. So that was an interesting little traffic stop. And then, um, guess who got arrested for murder about three years later? The kid. So I think there's this disconnect. Um, and maybe we, because these things happen to us so often, it, it perhaps it does, uh, Con confirm something about data that might not be correct. But when you repeatedly personally experience um, this set of circumstances where you contact someone when they're a young child and the system uh, lets them off, uh, you know, their, their identities are protected because they're juveniles. They get um, different treatment because they're juveniles, etc., etc. And then you see that three years later, they murdered someone. Uh, it doesn't take a lot of those circumstances to convince you that our system is failing to address juvenile crime. So... Anyway, that's my story for today.